0: Well, are you in the mood for Christmas? I think after that, anyone would be. And uh, it's so wonderful, isn't it, Uh, week in and week out. You know, we have so many services here at Kensington Temple, five on a Sunday and midweek and Friday evening. and, And all of those people that have been singing tonight, you know their faces, don't you? And the amount of effort that they put in, you know, on Sundays to worship the Lord, to bring us into the presence of God. And it's just so nice to have an evening where they can just relax and give some of the things that uh, are special to them and just share with us. Isn't that wonderful, hey? Well, if you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to turn with me, please, to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. You know, next week, as well as this week being the concert, next week at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock service, we will be having our candlelight Carol service, and we'll be having readings and carols, and we finish with that wonderful candlelight, although it's not real candles, it's glow sticks, health and safety, you see. There was a time, actually, it was true, when we used to do, anybody here when we used to actually use candles? Yeah, well, one day when we were using candles and lighting them, uh, someone up there in the balcony set fire to her wig. It's a true story. And so from that day, Elf and Safety and Glow Sticks, but it is still wonderful when we turn off the lights, get the glitter ball going, and we start singing some of those great songs together. So do join us. It's one of the highlights of our Christmas program. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, What an incredible prophecy by Isaiah, speaking about the birth of our Savior and Christ, Jesus. And that's what Christmas is all about, that God gave us His Son to redeem us from our sins. Right there, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, very famous phrase, "'Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given.'" And if you've had your Christmas edition of our Revival Times, I would encourage you, if you get some time over Christmas, to read a powerful sermon on this passage by one of the greatest preachers of London, Charles Spurgeon, in the late 1800s, and we included that there for you. But I'd just like to focus a little bit on that passage, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. It's amazing when you think that God gave us his son, and that we celebrate, obviously, the birth of Christ. Now, this phrase, unto us a child is born, I want us to think about that for a few moments today, because there's nothing like the precious gift of a child. You know, when a married couple have a child, and that child comes to birth, it changes everything. Do you know what I'm talking about? mothers and fathers, not just with a mother and father, but also with the extended family. When that child is born, you're never the same. A child has come into your life and the life of your friends and families. Uh, We've been celebrating recently some births amongst our staff, Uh, Esteban and Ruth. You know Esteban, those of you that are regulars, and they've had their baby daughter just a few weeks ago, and Christian and Toyin are expecting their child any day now. And so, children are popping up all over the place. It's good for church growth. But notice it says, for unto us a child is born. Normally, when a child is born, it's wonderful if, if you're a friend, but it's the relatives, it's the family that celebrate this child. I mean, Esteban and his wife, they've got their whole family. Well, Half of their whole family have come all the way over from Argentina because they're Argentinian to stay with them for the birth of this new child. And they're enjoying the new child and getting used to the new child. and The new child's getting used to them. And normally the celebration is amongst family and friends. But notice that Isaiah says, unto us a child is born. So the celebration that you have had... When somebody has had a child in your family or your extended family, which is usually limited to you, here Isaiah is saying, here comes the child, and that child is not just born to Mary and Joseph, but here comes a child that is born to the whole family of human race. When Jesus was born, he wasn't just there for Mary and Joseph But when Jesus was born, he was born into the family of the human race because his life was going to redeem the human race by giving everyone an opportunity that wanted to receive his salvation. You know, we think of the carols that we will be singing, especially next week, Hark the Herald Angel Sings. And there's one verse in there that speaks a lot about what Jesus' birth came to accomplish. I'd like to read it to you. It says, hail the heaven-born prince of peace, hail the son of righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his rings, mild he lays his glory by, born that man may no more die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth jesus came down from earth he wasn't just born you know he was sent jesus existed as the word of god before he was born in a manger john chapter 1 tells us very plainly that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and then later a few verses later it says and the word became flesh. You see, Isaiah says, unto us, a child was born. A child was born for our benefit, but unto us, a son was given. The son was not born because Jesus, the only son of God, was always in existence. John chapter 1 says that the Word was God and everything that was created was created by the Word of God and nothing was created without Him. The Word of God, Jesus Christ, He is the creator of the world and a son was given, not created. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the revelation of Almighty God, has always been in existence. But there was a time, as the carol goes, when mild Jesus laid his glory by. He stepped down from his glorious position of Son in heaven to become God sent Son on earth. And, you know, when a child is born, I don't know about you. I've thought about my children and others' children. You always wonder what they're going to become, don't you? I mean, one of the joys of Kensington Temple services, I feel, is when we have baby dedications up here on the platform. And uh, when we do baby dedications at KT, we do it in style, don't we? We don't just have mum, dad, grandma, aunt, uncle. We have half the church coming on the platform to support the child. And you take that child in your arms and you dedicate the child back to God and you thank God for giving not just the family and friends and cell members the charge of this precious child to bring them up in the ways of God and to protect and pray for them, but we also receive them into the fellowship of our church. Kensington Temple values each and every child that comes to us. And sometimes when we take the child in our arms, sometimes God Give us a little word over their life, a little prophecy, a little blessing about what God's going to do with their lives. And we've had some great prophecies over little babies on this platform that have come to pass later on in their lives. And we know the dedication of Jesus in Luke chapter 2. I don't think I need to go to it, but they brought Jesus to be dedicated in the temple. And when they were there, Simeon saw the child, he'd been waiting for this child, and he began to prophesy what this child would be, that this child was born to deal with the sins of mankind. And so when this child was born, in Mary's heart, she began to treasure all the things that he would be, this son that had been given to this world, this child that had been born for each one of us why it's so wonderful that we take time at Christmas to celebrate the birth of Christ because every human being should come to a place where in their heart they celebrate the birth of a child, Jesus, and the sending of His Son and recognize who He is. You know, John chapter 3, verse 16, very famous verse, isn't it? As I said unto us, a son is given. Why did God give us his son? John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, some people, they're born to do things. We've heard some people singing and musicians, and you could say, oh, some of them were born to sing. Some of them were born to play instruments. Fabio was born to be a classical pianist. But what was Jesus born to be? Well, Jesus, the Son of God, was born to die. Think of that. With the word spoken over him right from the beginning, the shadow of the cross fell upon the young baby who would grow to be a strong young boy and then three years anointed by the Holy Spirit would minister life to all he met, reach out to the unreachable, forgive those that had been unforgiven, heal those that were not just physically ill but suffering from social exclusion, and throughout that journey, the Son of God, the baby in a manger that was celebrating this Christmas, throughout that journey, he had one destiny on his mind. It was a cross on Calvary, and on that cross, the child that was born to die, now fully man, gave himself The Father gave the Son, but only the Son could give himself as a sacrifice on the cross for our sins. Someone had to pay for the sins of the world. Human beings have fallen from God. We all like sheep, every single one of us like sheep have gone astray and gone our own way. But how many of you know? Jesus is the good shepherd. If you're a sheep gone astray, Jesus, as a good shepherd, is trying to find you. Jesus says that a good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In order for you to have fellowship with the Father, you have to come to the Son. Because no one can know the Father in heaven except through the Son. Thomas said to Jesus, How do we know the Father? Jesus said, don't you know, Thomas, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If you believe in me, you believe in the Father. The Son came to manifest his Father. Everything Jesus did was an obedient Son to his Father. Unto us a Son is given. Unto us a child has been born. Jesus never said anything unless he heard it from his father. Never did anything unless he saw it from his father in the secret place. Jesus understood what obedience was because he emptied himself of all his glory in heaven to become a baby born to this world. And then throughout his life, he was obedient to his father in heaven. Obedient even unto death. Oh, and it was tough for him. In the garden of Gethsemane, the son that was given to us, the child that was now a man, born, fully God, fully man. He said, Father, if there's any other way that we can save mankind, if there's any other way you can do it, apart from my death, can we do it? And then he heard the Spirit of God speaking to him and saying, this is my will for you, son. Will you die for the lost sheep? And Jesus said, but not my will, but yours be done. And he drank the cup of poison. You say, Jesus drank a cup of poison? I thought he died on the cross. The poison he drank was your sin and mine. He drank it down he drank every murder, he drank every rape, he drank all the wars. He drank he drank down all the sins of the world, the little sins, the tiny sins, the small sins, the big sins. Every single drop of man's sin had to be dealt with and Jesus on the cross drank the sin and took the punishment that we deserved. Aren't you glad? That someone loved you enough to die for you? And all you need in order to enter into relationship with the Father and become his son, like Jesus is his son, and to become the child of God, all you need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, but he didn't just stay dead in the tomb. He conquered death. Jesus is not dead. He's not lying in some tomb like other so-called prophets or religious leaders. Jesus is alive. He's more alive than you and me because we still face death with our mortal bodies yet to be saved. But he has faced death for you and he has risen and he is seated at the right hand of the Father and he's praying for you tonight. Jesus is alive and he hears the heart of of the humble ones let's bow our heads in prayer tonight you know we thank God for all the music this evening but when it comes down to it when we take away the glitter and the wonderful Christmas atmosphere and the family and the friends and the mince pies and all the fun things when it when you strip that all down it's a baby in a dirty shed it's a man nailed to the cross with you on his mind. It's blood shed. It's Christ buried. It's Christ risen. There's nothing more God could have given to us more precious than his only son that he could never replace. What more does God have to do to show his commitment to you? And all he asks is that you respond and say, yes, thank you. I believe. With every head bowed, if you're in this place today and you've never said, Yes, Jesus, I believe. I receive forgiveness of sins. I want you to die on my behalf. You have died on my behalf, Lord. I accept that. I don't want to die on my behalf because let me tell you, friends, if you die without Christ, you will die and you will have to pay for your sins. Jesus said, Don't die in your sins. But your sins can die this night. If you believe in Jesus, your sins will be taken away. Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And all you have to do is say, yes, please, I believe. With every head bowed, if you're ready to make that commitment in prayer to receive Jesus as your Savior, I want you to lift your hand right where you are, and I'm going to pray for you. And you will receive tonight forgiveness of sins once and for all. You'll be forgiven. You say, do I have to do it publicly? Yes. Jesus didn't die in some cupboard away from the gaze of mankind. He died on a hill, naked and ashamed, carrying your shame, not his. It's a little thing to say, yes, Lord. So if you, want that, if you want me to pray for you, I want you to lift your hands now I'm going to pray for you. Upstairs and downstairs. Yes, I see that hand upstairs. You see, you either walk out these doors tonight saved and free from your sins or you walk out in a state of enmity against God. It's your choice. I'm going to give you one more chance. But only do it if you want it. Do you trust Jesus? Do you want him tonight? Any more who want to lift their hands? Go ahead. Do that right now. Yes, at the back. Yeah. Father, we pray for those that have lifted their hands. We thank you that they have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Jesus, you are the reason for the season. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. Just in this, this atmosphere of worshipfulness, we're going to have our next song. O Holy Night. And so just where you are, keep in this attitude of prayer for this song. O Holy Night. Listen to the words and make them... Your prayer this Christmas concert.